Welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo. Um, my name is uh, Gabe Ripley, and I am the host of the Tattoo Now show, which is this. what's coming up. Uh, very happy to have Nick Mitchell. He's an amazing caricature artist and illustrator. And he got, well, we got into it the right way with an amazing crew of tattooers down in Richmond uh, at Loose Screw. Anyways, we'll talk about him during this show. Right now, uh, I'm going to introduce the Reinventing the Tattoo community. Not exactly sure where you're beaming in from uh, or if you're watching a replay, but the best way to always get a hold of all of this live programming is at the Reinventing the Tattoo community. It can be found in either of the app stores, uh, either the Google Android store or the Apple uh, store, or you can go straight to community.reinventingthetattoo.com. It's a, a free community. We have streams like this going on all the time. Uh, there is also a subscriber base, which is the beating heart of the Reinventing community. They have exercises with Guy, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, let's see, the last uh, couple of Tattoo Now episodes you can catch up on. We had Veronica from Los Angeles doing um, cosmetic tattooing, which was pretty amazing. She's got a really great story about how tattooing helped her reinvent herself and helped uh, people with positive mindsets. It's amazing. Um, and then also, let's see, Paul Talbot, a uh, rock and roller from the UK. Uh, if you bear with a couple of the glitches, he's amazing. He's been, I think he got into tattooing in the 80s. Uh, he's the host of that tattoo show. Anyways, those are some of the back episodes. You can get all of the replays for all of the reinventing shows. Uh, on the YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and find Reinventing the Tattoo, or you can go to the podcast store uh, and do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo, please leave your positive reviews there so that they bump us up in the rankings. All the, Even though Reinventing is, you know, not ancient, but it's uh, it's been evolving for a very long time. Um, these new outlets are kind of new. They're less than six months old, so those reviews help. Constructive criticism, feel free to send to us. Re, uh, management at Reinventing thetattoo.com, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show or bringing us to an event, um, we're down. Anyways, there's all sorts of shows. We've got art jams, drawing groups, interviews, panels, webinars, uh, and they are all on demand. Uh, at, you know, there's so many rabbit holes. Uh, if you're not sure what to watch, you can always go to reinventing247.com. And we have, I think there's anywhere between two and four channels that are always replaying at any given time. So if you don't know what to watch, you could just go there. Perfect for the front room of the tattoo shops or any, any real front rooms. <laughs> um, also, if your client is squirming, sometimes putting a good uh, stream uh, helps calm down. You could also enter for the soon-to-be-famous Reinventing the Tattoo Sample Packs. We, we're kind of calling them goodie bags, but they're better than that. They've got like real samples of raw pigments, of Cheyenne cartridges. Uh, there's some t-shirts, stickers. Uh, I've got some Dermalize uh, here that I need to ship out. So the Dermalize gets in those packages. You'll never know what you'll get, but if you go to Reinventing 24-7, scroll down to the bottom, let us know what studio address you have, and we will send out those sample packs to you. Um, let's see, it looks like, is this working? This is working on the YouTubes. This is on both channels. Chat disconnected. Oh, sex successfully reconnected. This is going out on the Facebook. So this is great. Let everybody know that this is working in the chat rooms where you're beaming in from. And you're going to be pretty excited to see Nick's work if you're not familiar with it. It's great. Uh, Ali says, hi, super excited. Mac Jackson says, hi, guys. Awesome. Okay. Um, I need to get back to my script here. Sorry. I'm not a I'm doing as best as I can for not being a pro. Weekly staples for the Reinventing the Tattoo community. We have many regular shows that are happening. Let me see if we can do this from the start, from the top. Sundays at 1 p.m. is a Reinventing Drawing Group with Jason 
Easter. And it's at 1, 1 p.m. every Sunday, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And reinventing drawing groups are designed for people to beam into. So if you are a tattooer and you're doing some of your homework, or an apprentice, an apprentice type, then you can catch the Zoom link. You zoom in. We sometimes we have anywhere between four and you know 12 people beaming in from around the world. It's great. 1 p.m. is a reinventing drawing group. 9 p.m. on Sundays is the Tattoo Weekly. Uh, Lauren Worldwide, uh, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network, and I go over the previous week's streams. We have so many awesome things like this going on that we pick out some of the highlights and talk about some of the future things. We have some topics that we discuss. The Tattoo Weekly is every 9 o'clock on Sundays. Eastern Standard. Mondays at 9 o'clock in the morning, we have a reinventing drawing group. It's great Monday mornings. Uh, Jake Meeks has been hosting them. We are in a bit of a transition, so if you're a reinventing member who wants to wake up uh, at 9 o'clock every Monday morning Eastern, or if you're a European and you want to do it at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, then yeah, we, we but it, uh, either way it happens regardless of who's leading. 9 o'clock on Monday mornings, we have a reinventing drawing group. Uh, Mondays at 9 o'clock at night are the subscriber exercises with uh, Guy Aitchison, so you beam in with Guy himself, and he will critique your homework from the week before, and then leads everybody through thumbnails and through weekly exercise. It's amazing to watch uh, those subscribers grow. It is $300 a year, well worth every penny you get, the whole kit and caboodle of the course and the videos, but you also get these Monday exercises. But I'm talking about schedules, not courses. Tuesdays at 10 o'clock, as a uh, reinventing group with Ricardo. Again, everyone's encouraged to beam in 10 o'clock every Sunday, every Tuesday morning. Wednesdays at 12 noon is the Tattoo Now show. That's what you're actually watching right now. Uh, Thursdays at 12 noon, the Tattoo Collecting Podcast with Fawn Baker and Jordan Rickus. They interview tattoo collectors. It's amazing to watch that because um, even though I've been around tattoos for you know almost three decades now, it's amazing to hear from other collectors and hear about their journeys and whatnot. And then Thursdays, oh, I think it might actually be at 11 o'clock in the morning. Thursdays, there's also another apprentice or foundational uh, drawing group with Kier. All skill levels are, uh, are encouraged. All of those events can be found in the Reinventing the Tattoo app schedule. I'm going to talk about some real-world events and then talk about our sponsors, and then we can, I'll introduce Nick, and then we'll, uh, we'll cut for a video. But um, yeah, this is fun. Okay, so real world events, October 3rd to the 6th, this is Paradise BYOB. Bring your own uh, brains, brushes, um, booze or bud, or berries if you're a vegan. Uh, we have lots of webcasting, lots of seminars. You can webcast everything if you want, or, or We'll webcast, you can beam in. So if you're freaked out about all the variants and whatnot, or if you're not vaccinated and don't want to fight everybody, then yeah, beam in, it'd be great. If you do want to show up, we will have, um, yeah, a limited amount of people in person. When we were creating this event, it was only 100 people per room with masks. So that's kind of what we're going to be presuming as we head into this craziness, but um, we'll see. So that's Jiminy Peak, uh, October 3rd to the 6th. The lineup is stellar. I'm going to run the video, so I'm not going to plug it too hard here. November 12th to the 14th, we're headed to the Brussels Tattoo Convention. Nick Baxter, Ivana, and I will be doing some seminars. The Reinventing Crew is coming over. We'll be hosting some meetups, some drawing groups, all that. So our European friends, hopefully we could all meet there and catch up. Um, February 5th and the 6th is going to be a two-day event at Hell City's HQ at True Tubes. Uh, Red Tree Tattoo in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be uh, art jam and uh, very uh, customer client focused on that 
Saturday the 5th, I think. And then Sunday is going to be a professional development day where we'll be men with Guy and have a whole round of things that we're putting together with Derb as we speak. May 20th to the 22nd is Hell City Columbus. HellCity.com, uh, we will be there. Uh, Reinventing is going to have a, a pretty sweet setup and guys always doing some sort of artsy thing. July 8th to the 10th is a Rock River Tattoo Art Expo outside of Chicago. TattooArtExpo.com. Uh, guys going to have a whole uh, theater hall. It's like a lecture hall. So we'll do a pretty cool reinventing um, educational track there. We'll also have like 100 tattooers. The, uh, the windows overlook the river. It's Cliff, Cliff Breakers is the venue. Uh, let's see, uh, July 29th to the 31st, 2022 is the Rubber City Tattoo Invitational in Akron, Ohio. Tony Urbanic does the machine seminars. And then lastly, October 20th to the 23rd, 2022, this is next year, the Paradise Tattoo Gathering is going to return to Jimmy Peak for a Thursday to uh, Sunday full-on tattoo gathering, tattoo convention. We'll go all crazy because it'll be 2022, and by then, it'll be all good. Okay, is this, this uh, seems to be working for people. They're letting us know. Um, Florida Territory says hello. Um, let's see, our Facebooks seem to be going full tilt. Okay, this is great. Um, our sponsors, real quick, courses.reinventingthetattoo.com is where you can get the Reinventing Canon. It's tons of uh, videos. It contains all the replays of all the Monday exercises. And what was the book is now this big, massive online course. We have it in a, you know, an online educational format. Uh, there's also courses from Andre Malcolm, BJ Betts, Bob Tyrell. Actually, Nick is going to be doing a live one. A lot of the uh, webinars, or all of the webinars that are being webcast out of the BYOB will be going through uh, courses.reinventingthetattoo.com. World Tattoo Events is... WorldTattooEvents.com is the most comprehensive event listings for tattoo conventions. I know I tried to copy it like 10 years ago, and after three days, I was like, there's no fucking way I can copy all these events. Alex must not sleep. Literally, all he does is updates convention info, WorldTattooEvents.com, and it's updating you know, near daily as we speak because the world of tattoo events is changing. InkJetStencils.com is one of our major sponsors. You can print out your tattoo reference, you do the reference on your iPad or your computer. You could adjust uh, the reference accordingly to how you want it to print out. And then, yeah, you could print out stencils straight from your eco-refillable Epson. And Inkjet Stencils has the paper and the inks and lots of videos about how to make that work. Good for custom back pieces. they got oversized printers that do custom back pieces. I think Andre Malcolm will print them out for you as well as hammering out flash and whatnot. And uh, we'll be doing a benefit where they do up all the stencils for all the benefit designs. Pretty excited about that. Okay, rawpigments.co. Check them out. They've got acrylic-free pigments. They don't dry out in the cup. They are vegan-friendly. They're not vegan-free. They're vegan-full, vegan-friendly. Um, rawpigments.co. They've got lots of videos from their artists. Uh, Lauren's been doing some interviews on the reinvented community also. D-Lies Pro in the United States, known as Dermalize around the world. They have a healing wrap that's designed to breathe. And yeah, so check it out. They've got, again, tons of videos on how to use it. Make sure you use it the right way. But again, if you're still using like cling wrap, that shit's designed to not breathe. Uh, Dermalize, D-Lies Pro in the United States. Thank you, international trademark laws. Um, it will actually breathe. It's designed to breathe and heal those wounds. Anyways, check it out. Uh, let's see, we've got Tattoo Now. That's actually me. I do computer geek shit for tattooers, websites, search engine optimization, client relation management, CRM management. Uh, if you are looking to 
again, push your internet stuff to the next level again. I'm pretty much done with reinventing for a couple months, getting back to my Tattoo Now clients, and I'm taking on some new clients. So uh, yeah, if you have a website with us, we can get it uh, updated. If you don't have a website with us, you can. If you just want us to do like a consultation, I could do that too. TattooNow.com, last, but certainly not least, in fact, actually first, GuyHson.com, Guy is the one who makes all of this happen is his spirit of education inspiration collaboration he really appreciates everybody coming together to collaborate inspire with each other he uh, encourages and loves all the participation um he's got all of his products he's got his biomic encyclopedia some machines all his dvds all that stuff um, and of course want to thank uh, you want to thank some affiliates fireside tattoo network the apprenticeship diaries uh, we've got some links on eco-friendly and okay so now i'm going to see i'm driving some new software here and let's see if i can get this the split screen hey hey nick hey how's it working oh wow okay so thank you for joining so you're you're beaming in from richmond virginia what's it uh how's how's it down there is it wicked hot or Pretty hot outside. It's been in the 90s past few days. Fantastic. Well, one of the things I did always appreciate about the tattoo shop is there is a real good reason to make sure that's air conditioned. Um, But so now you're working at a loose. Let's just get right into this. uh, Actually, no, let's not get into this. Let's uh, do a quick uh, introduction from you. Let people know where you're tattooing. Um, what types of tattoos you like to do. Then we'll take a quick break with um, one of these videos that I have lined up. I think I'm going to do the, P- the, the Paradise one that you'll be teaching at. Um, and then I'll have my script in front of me so we can get into the interview for real. So, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, where can people find you? And what type of tattoos do you like to do? What are your t- favorite types of clients? All right. Well, I'm Nick Mitchell. I'm tattooing out of Loose Screw in Richmond, Virginia. Um, specialize in new school. Um, specifically caricatures, or pretty much anything that has a face, and animals, whatever, I'll make fun of all of it. Um, I've been doing caricatures for the past 20 years. Um, and yeah, you can find my artwork on Instagram, uh, Nick Mitchell Hate You. Um, and yeah, on the Loose Screw uh, Tattoo website. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to run the Paradise BYOB ad because it's actually what's helping make all of this stuff happen. It's about uh, two or three minutes. Got a great song though because the band that's playing is one of my favorites. Much. Sh- I don't think you could hear us, but we'll try to be quiet while we do this and see you on the other side for this full interview. And I have all of uh, Nick's tattoos and pictures fired up here so that um, you're in for a visual treat. Okay, here's this video. Let's see how this works. Hopefully this works. <laughs> Are you ready for paradise? It's been a long time, but I think that we are all ready to return to Jiminy Peak October 3rd to the 6th. That's right, it's a Sunday to a Wednesday, but hey, this is definitely no time to get normal. This unique event is gonna bring out dozens of artists that will be creating and selling artwork, tons of seminars, discussion panels, uh, even a drunk critique, a live one against our better judgment, and a musical performance by Vapors of Morphine. Black Lock and Stigma head in the sand. Oh. 
has changed since the first paradise, but the essence of these events stay the same. We are gathering for the inspiration, for the camaraderie amongst like minds, for the sharing, for the collaboration. Please join us, create some art, share some inspiration in nature, free of distractions, free of the scene, free of drama. Just an art tattoo paradise. BYOB is brought to you by Tattoo Now, which has produced or co-produced the Paradise Tattoo Gathering, the Paradise Artist Retreat, the Worldwide Tattoo Conference, the Emerald Isle Tattoo Sessions, the Venetian Tattoo Gathering, and so many more events. It's kind of hard to keep track of them all. This is going to be a unique event. Paradise BYOB, you are invited to bring your own brains, your own brushes, your own beats, your own boots. Bring your own berries if you're vegan. Please come on out and share, contribute, and let's create art. And on the last day, there'll be an open house, so art collectors are encouraged to come out and check out some of the uh, unbelievable masterpieces that will be available for sale. Check it out. And definitely make sure if you're going to be there just for one day, Monday, Vapors and Morphine will be playing at 7 o'clock at night, and you will not want to miss it. ParadiseBYOB.com to get your Artist Weekend tickets, to register for the extra seminars, to get your studio five packs for the price of four, to rent an artist or vendor space. ParadiseBYOB.com. Okay, well, Nick, I definitely want to thank you for bringing your energies up to the BYOB. Um, you know, you have such a rich background artistically already. Um, it's, yeah, having you inspire more tattooers is going to be great, but uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the seminar and all of that kind of on the tail end. Let's, uh, there's a, a lot of interesting things that you have going on before we even start plugging, uh, you know, the, the, the seminars and stuff. Um, first off, I still hate you. I spent the last like 15 years trying to tell my daughter that hate was too powerful of a word to give power over somebody else. I don't want you to hate me. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. <laughs> it was just one of those things that I don't want to hate you. I just thought it sounded funny. You know, uh, well, <laughs> the contrast has been a pleasant surprise. You've uh, always been, um, you know, a, a sparkling personality, but um, it does fit, you know, with with the zombies and stuff. So um, I just have, you know, the pictures kind of lined up. Um, I'm not even sure what order they're in. But um, why don't we start off, uh, you, you chat a little bit about some of your uh, history as an illustrator, as a caricature artist, and then, um, yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll show off some of your pictures and we can see where the conversation leads us. Yeah, I mean, as far as caricatures go, I got my start in uh, Tampa, Florida, Bush Gardens, working for a contract company out of uh, that park, running caricatures and face painting, all the artsy stuff inside the theme park, pretty much. Um, and just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with the, the, the ability that you have to exaggerate and push people's features to the limit and still magically make it look like them. You know, so I, I did the theme parks for a number of years um, and then stepped down to start doing special events, everything from like, you know, weddings to the Super Bowl, the birthday parties, just different special events hopping around town. And, and so how um, old were you? Like what, what age ranges were you for the... Um 
when you were doing the caricatures at the at the amusement parks and stuff? Was that like one of your your first jobs or? Yeah, first job as an artist. Um, yeah, so that was the age of 19 to about 27, 28. I was uh, the assistant manager there. Um, and uh, yeah, from there, went ahead and hopped on to doing special events and then zombie characters later on. So caricatures have been, yeah, nonstop since, you know, even with the tattoo, I'm trying to incorporate more of the caricatures in my tattoo work now. Sure. And what, and what mediums were... Um you're doing the caricatures in? Um, in the theme parks, it was permanent marker, black permanent marker, and color pencils to color with. Um, same thing with the zombie caricatures as well. And then now I'm starting to do digital. Cool. I just want to um, have uh, people are uh, saying nice things in the chat rooms. Uh, I just, I guess I just want to make sure that while these things are going out, everyone's hearing everything because we are on a new setup, but it seems so far so good. Um, cool. And so now do you find, did you find that those mediums, that marker medium, because it was, is it less forgiving? I mean, obviously if you put a mark down on a tattoo, like you're putting it down on someone's body, um, was, was marker a good training for you or? I think so. I think it was a good setup. I mean, toward the end I was using a brush tip marker, which is very pressure sensitive. So you have to kind of get used to holding your hand up because I mean, if you push too hard, that tip's going to just be flimsy. So I think that helped with, you know, keeping needle depth when it came to doing line work on actual skin. Um, and just that one shot deal. It's like, that's it. There's no erasing. There's no going back. So, I mean, it kind of went parallel as well when it came to tattooing. Um, and as far as like coloring, you know, when it comes, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. I think when it comes to, uh, you know, working with a dry medium and working on skin, it's, it's like a mix of both wet and dry medium together. So, I mean, it's, you know, you put it down into the skin, it's permanently there, it's there right away, but you're still able to work with that water pigment, you know, so it's kind of like a weird middle ground. But I think starting off with color pencil definitely, you know, helps bridge a gap to transition into tattooing. Awesome. And I imagine that um, just doing like art, like every day as your job must have been, I mean, it, it clearly... When, when people are like apprenticing, and I guess we're not even getting to the point where you're apprenticing a tattoo, but like when, when people are doing their first jobs, you could tell like some, and same thing with musicians and some other arts, you know, there, there's, there's jobs that are like supporting the art. And then there's jobs that are just like way out in left field and have nothing, you know, really to contribute to, to, to tattooing. But uh, as a caricature artist, you must have learned like not only how to draw every day, but how to kind of draw other people. And like, well, let's, what are some of those skills that you learned um, in that age that helps you eventually later on make that transition? Well, I think one thing that made and really helps is you're just drawing every day. Like you said, you're drawing every day, you're drawing from life. You're, you're looking at people and objects and animals that are in front of you and turning it into something cartoony and new school. I mean, that, that's exactly what I wanted to do when I decided I wanted to tattoo was keep into the cartoony kind of style. Um, but yeah, it definitely helped us draw from life and being able to exaggerate off of it. You know, get that real light source, that real, you know, contrast that's in front of you and just stretch it and manipulate it into something completely, you know, you know fun to look at. And how many, uh, how many caricatures would you do a day? Oh, man. I mean, back in those days, um, we were pretty much timed when it came to caricatures because, you know, it's a business and they want you to make as much money as possible. So they would kind of crack the whip on you to get you to draw a black and white face in three minutes, color mm. face for five minutes. Bam. Full body doing something with 10 minutes. Um, 
naturally once I became you know more part of the management side we kind of slowed that down a little bit and focused more on the art when it came to the staff and uh, try to make it more fun artistically versus just a numbers game you know that the company was kind of you know the way they were running it. Sure I mean uh, just out of curiosity did you find that when you did slow people down for a little bit of a higher quality did those numbers actually dip or was it uh, negligible? No, I think it actually boosted. I mean, during those years, I'm pretty sure, as far as I remember, we were beating budgets and we were doing great because it made it more fun. Like, I would play a game with my artists. Mm. And I got the idea from another artist, Joe Bloom, um, where I would have a jack em up contest. So I'd show up to the stand, and it's pretty much whoever had the most ridiculous exaggerations, you know, push as hard as you can. And, you know, whoever had the best characters at the end of the day would win. You just get, you know, get that recognition. And it just kind of boosted up work and morale and made it more fun to where now, man, we're, we're doing a lot better that way, I think. Awesome. Yeah, I bet. You know, it's fun that the contrast with, um, you know, with, with tattooing, right, where you're, you know, the, the amount of times that you have to the, the freedom to, like, go crazy compared to, you know, the, a medium where you're kind of encouraged you know, to be wild and crazy. It's, um, it's pretty fun. Do you, do you find that you still like that? Now, all of a sudden flashing forward now, to now, uh, we'll, we'll get back, but do you find that, that you do that now? And I mean, has, has it helped you with your tattoos? Cause tattoos, you know, obviously they look very unique and they're exaggerated, but like that ability to, you know, like clearly you're thinking of stuff and exaggerating beyond the point of what would be tattooable, I imagine. Um, Sorry, I lost the question there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Mostly it was a matter of um, maybe if you want to talk about how um, being able to work in a medium where you can explore and go wild and crazy. And, and literally the goal is to, to to go as far out as you can compared to like tattooing where you want to be way more responsible with, you know, the medium. You need to be more responsible with the medium. Yeah, the medium. I mean, there's more planning, of course, you know, but in that drawing time that I do for the tattoos, that's where all my exaggeration and fun uh, really happens so I'm still able to have that push and try to do things um, again there is another person involved the client you know it's going to be on them so you know but for the most part they're pretty open to what I want to do you know awesome. especially when it comes to caricatures and celebrities and stuff like that but um, yeah you know I think a lot of times they come to me for that they want that kind of exaggerated push style something that's outside the box that not everybody's you know going to have Awesome. And now let's, well, I guess we can, we can transition into this as we're talking about clients. Now, was that always like that, you know, uh, during your apprenticeship, uh, you know, did Jesse, well, I guess let's, well, now let's, 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 let's try to get into that a little bit. So you did a couple of years, so you did, you know, uh, a bunch of the early twenties uh, kind of uh, doing the, the caricature circuit. Now you were also hitting conventions at that time. Yeah. Once I left theme parks and then I stopped, you know, I was doing more of the events uh, my buddy Sean Gardner is also a tattoo artist. Uh, he was doing uh, zombie caricatures, and him and I pretty much just teamed up. And ah, Sean Gardner's awesome. Yeah, yep. So him and I both own zombie caricatures, and we traveled around, starting off with um, Comic-Cons and horror conventions first. And then, yeah, once we started doing tattoo conventions, that definitely changed everything for us. Uh, like, how, how, how so did, were people... Uh, how so? Well... I mean, more theme parks than anything, when you're doing characters there, you get a lot of rejection. A lot of people not liking it, a lot of people taking it personal, you know, because you're making fun of their face, you know, in front of them, and then they're paying for it. <laughs> so, you know, it would rub people wrong a, a lot of times. 
Um, but in the convention world, especially the tattoo world, tattoo artists know what we're doing. They understand that it's supposed to be jacked up and funny and exaggerated. So they would definitely be all about it and encourage it to where, you know, we felt like, oh man, now we can actually be the artist that we want to be. We don't have to, you know, bend over backwards for anybody. Just do what we want. And... Uh, awesome. This is, uh, this is pretty amazing work. What, now what medium is this in? It's all digital. Yeah, that's great. And about how many hours do you put in this? Now, is it, are you doing this in about 30 minutes? Yeah, cool. This is great. The um, and so you survived, obviously the uh, the pandemic. How, like, I guess, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, anything that, that that helped you survive it, or, or how did that how, how did that roll there, this screw? Awesome. Sweet. So let's uh, yeah, let's get into the um, let's let's get let's get back to how you so you're doing the uh, tattoo conventions, and all of a sudden people are like, oh wait, this shit's awesome. Not like you know why are you making fun of me? And so then, then tattooers were so first you're like doing just like a normal gig right where you're doing caricatures of them and of their families of their kids, and then you were getting tattooed or I guess what led to the decision to to go to the tattoo conventions to begin with. Um, we were actually working at a horror convention, and there was a tattoo artist in the booth next to us. And I, I feel like a, an ass. I forget his name. It's been so long since I've seen him. But he was mentioning tattoo conventions, saying that, man, you guys need to go. You guys would kill it if you went to these events. You know, it's the right type of crowd. You guys are doing zombies, and it's all gross. They would love it. And, you know, we chewed on it for a little while, and it actually, I think, if I remember right, it took us losing out on a convention because we waited too long to book into it. We had nothing else happening that weekend. So we decided to give, you know, a local tattoo convention a shot. Oh, PA. Nick. Yeah. So, sounds like your audio might be out. Uh-oh. Can people still hear you? Can you, can you say something? Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Can you hear me? Hmm. This is uh, one minute ago, so let's just give it a little bit of uh, time here. Um, the beauties of doing these things. Live. Uh, let's see, Gabe, you stopped his audio. No, I don't think I stopped his audio. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I can't you... hear you, and we are recording. So let's um, well, let's carry on with the story, and we'll see if uh, hearing nothing. Huh. But yeah, um, sorry, I forgot where I left off. <laughs> so uh, you're hitting up the. Ah, uh, oh, goddamn. Now my light's flickering. Okay, there we go. So you were you're at these conventions and you were doing um, the characters of people. Uh, oh, what led to going to the tattoo conventions? Were you getting tattooed or? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I wasn't getting tattooed yet. Um, we were doing conventions, like I said, the horror conventions and comic cons, and we were working a horror convention, and there was a tattoo artist in the booth beside us, and he was recommending that, yeah, we got to do tattoo conventions. That you know, we're doing the horror stuff, the zombies. They're gonna love it, you know. And they kept you know talking about it all weekend. So um, what actually happened is we lost out on a weekend. We were working at horror cons. We waited too long to book in. So we had an open weekend and, you know, we found a local tattoo convention and decided to give it a shot and we loved it. You know, we fell in love with the community. We fell in love with just the scene, you know, it was just wonderful. Felt like we really fit in and yeah, we just kept rocking those ever since. Never looked back. Awesome. Yeah. The tattoo scene really is a very unique uh, art culture. You know, one of the things, oh man, my fucking, now my lights fucking strobe lighting it up here. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me, let me get myself out of here. So I'm not a distraction. Um, one of the things, oh, no, there we go. Okay. Um, looks like the audio is working fine now too. Everyone says it's all good. Um, you know, there's a lot of illustrators that'll be like working really hard and it's, it's obviously it's a very tough gig to, to try to make a living at it. And they see tattooers who, you know, can you know, get a pretty good price, especially if they're really artistic. Um, and they're like, I could draw better than that, or I could paint better than that. I'm just going to tattoo. Uh, but then all of a sudden they're like, you know, tattooing on people and the, the medium's kind of crazy and people are crazy and you can't really just start off doing masterpieces like this. You know, you have to start off doing smaller pieces so you can see how the skin reacts. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to see that you uh, ha had those rendering skills before, but you were able to make the transition into tattooing. So clearly that means you must have had a special teacher. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, how did how did that come about? How did you uh, catch up with Jesse? Is that at a tattoo convention? Maybe I. Uh... It was uh, technically I was uh, Daniel Farron's apprentice. Um, Sean okay. and I were working, um, I think, Virginia Beach or either Hampton Roads. There's a tattoo convention out there, and Sean already had an apprenticeship. He was going to go down to Florida with Frank Conatra. I went down there. Oh, awesome! And I was Sean's great. Or... The idea if I wanted to try That's a tattoo. Great. Um, so we were having dinner with some of the loose screw crew at that time, Daniel Farron and some other artists. Um, and it got brought up that I might be looking for a tattoo apprenticeship. And he was like, well, let me, let me talk to the shop. We have a meeting coming up. I'll talk to Jesse and the guys and we'll see, you know, what they say. And luckily they said, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, uh, after Daniel, Jesse definitely has a, a pretty big part of my apprenticeship and my learning, you know, so yeah, it's been great. Awesome. And um, so did you start out, like, can you talk a little bit about what it took to, um, like, the transition? So obviously yeah. you, you couldn't have started a tattoo shit like this, you know, but you could render it, but you couldn't start tattooing it. Yeah, I started off with the mindset that, you know, this is a completely different medium. I know nothing about it, and I want to learn all I can. So um, we had a couple walk-in days throughout the week, and I just pretty much just take, took on, you know, whatever was coming through the door, you know, because I knew that would be the fastest way that I can learn how to handle the machine, how the skin works, you know, you know, voltage versus my hand speed, just figure it all out. And uh, it was great. I think, you know, everything, you know, I learned something from everything that I can apply to a caricature, like uh, doing lettering helped me hone in on my line work. Um, watercolor helped me understand how to manipulate the, you know, the ink. Traditional helped me understand how to get solid color packing, you know, and all these things that I started pulling from different tattoos that were coming through the door definitely helped 
uh, speed the process up to be able to you know do what I wanted ultimately is going back to caricature again. Cool. And, uh, and uh, I mean, obviously, everybody's path is different. You know, everyone is in different studios. But um, for you, uh, you know, and they come in with different, like I said, skill levels. But for you, how long did that transition take? Was it a couple of years? Did you already have like a crew of people that wanted your artwork to, to be their, your guinea pigs? Or did you like have to like tattoo, you know, Faith Upside Down for 15 years to, uh, well, clearly you haven't been tattooing 15 years. So, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as the apprenticeship went, I, I think I got the basics down, uh, let's say about, I think it was like a year and a half where I was actually able to tattoo and make money. Um, but it still took a few more years after that of figuring out and coming in and cleaning things up and, you know, even understanding what types of needles to use for what. Like when I first started, I was using buckhead needles for color, which for me was a wrong choice because it was very rough on the skin. So I switched to traditional you know, just figure out all the things you need to work out. And yeah. <laughs> awesome. And now we'll be uh, chatting about that in your seminar. Well, wait, actually, before uh, before we talk about your, your seminar, let's um, catch some questions that are coming in from some of the artists. Um, <laughs> one of them is uh, from Jason, and I hope I translate it right. What are some of your greatest challenges or what is your greatest challenge when you're adapting your style of art to your tattoos? Oh man, there's several, um, you know, I think one challenge is just, you know, it's not a flat piece of paper and you're working on somebody's body. So you have to understand how your image is going to warp around the figure and distort possibly. And you know, that was a pretty good obstacle I had to, you know, figure out. Um, reading Guy Atchison's book, you know, helped me a, a lot with that, you know, just about layout and design and how tattoos flow with the body and muscles, you know. Mm. Um, but I think that was a pretty good challenge at first. And then um, just figuring out, you know, how to have clean lines, you know, that was a little bit of an obstacle in the beginning, too. That's why I just started focusing on lettering right away. I'm like, all right, well, I got to do lettering for a little while, so I would do nothing but that just to make sure that I was getting, you know, these lines accurate. And, uh yeah, um, challenges. I can't really think of anything else right now. But well, maybe with uh, as far as your style is concerned, um, I, I bet a lot of people, and I'm sure you're going to address it in your workshop. But like, how how do you exaggerate like just enough, right? I mean, obviously you're exaggerating like just enough. Everything looks really cool, but it's still really recognizable. I, you know, is there any, you know, I guess is there any like bird's eye view uh, thoughts about how to uh, you know gauge exaggerating just the, to the right amount? I think it just depends on the artist. I mean, some character artists exaggerate far more than others because they built that ability to see it. Um, I can only exaggerate what I see and how I see it. You know, that's why you can get drawn by several caricatures and everyone would be different, but still exaggerated and, and squirrely, you know? Um, yeah, I forgot the point that I was making. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, it's like you were saying, right. I guess ultimately <laughs> it's just up to everybody to kind of figure out where they're, you know, what they're seeing in their head, I suppose, right? And, um, you know, if yeah. what they're seeing in their head goes too far. It's training, too. It's like working out. I mean, if you stop exaggerating, you will lose it. You won't see things right away. But if you're exaggerating and trying to push and learn every day, you start seeing it more naturally. Um, to where you just go down the grocery store aisle and just laugh at somebody's face just because you think they're funny and nobody else <laughs> will understand why, you know. Awesome. But you just train that visual and then, you know, 
and also understanding relationships between features and how to push certain things. There are a little bit of rules that apply, or at least a base that applies to where you can recognize it and see it faster too. Yeah, are you a are you a good realist also, or did you go through a phase where you learned different rendering techniques and then settled into caricature, or were you just or did you do it the other way around? It seems almost. Well, I started off doing commercial art in school, and you know, it was a lot of realism, you know, black and gray pencil work, charcoal, stuff like that, even acrylic paintings. So I started doing that first, and then once I got the job at Bush Gardens, it was pretty much down the street from the school I was at, and that's when I started learning the cartoon aspect and how to how to push and exaggerate. And uh, you know, ultimately, I'm trying to push myself to have a little bit of both realism and cartoon into um, some of the tattoos that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously the, uh, yeah, you can see it, the rendering is, um, what is like fantasy surrealism or, or some such. The, uh, like I said, it's uh, it's awesome to see people with your skill level, uh, you know, make, make the full transition over to be able to, you know, render this on the skin, you know, on, on awesome clients. The, um, yeah. Is, are there yeah. any things that you might be able to advise uh, apprentices or apprentice wannabes, wait, not a wannabe, that's not right, uh, apprentice hopefuls. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that I see, you know, they start tattooing themselves or they're, you know, they're, they're doing all sorts of things to try to get in. You know, maybe you have some good advice for them on how to uh, attack their portfolios or, or, or their personalities or, or, or whatever to make, to make them an, an attractive um, apprentice candidate. Well, as far as being, yeah, you have to draw. You have to draw nonstop all the time, have a portfolio. Know at least what kind of style that you're aiming toward, you know, because if I'm trying to do new school, I wouldn't apprentice under, you know, black and, uh, black and gray realistic artist. You know, I would want someone that's in the same style so I can relate it a little bit faster, you know. So figure out what you're trying to go after. Try to apprentice under an artist that specializes in that. And work your ass off you know it's not easy it's it's a lot of work and it's not just you know practicing being artist i mean you have to put your time in for the shop as well you know and earn your keep and i think as long as you keep your head down you stay focused and keep moving forward and pushing you know you'll get there you know before you know it awesome Cool. Um, okay, well, let's uh, chat a little bit about your seminar that you have coming up at the uh, at the Paradise BYOB. Now, you'll we'll be doing this both in person there, but also uh, we'll be breaking out the cameras to do the webcast. So that ticket, or both of those tickets, will be up soon. As soon as I'm done here, I'll be working on the schedule. But um, let's uh, let's hear a little bit from you about what people could expect. Uh, maybe what kind of uh, artists this uh, seminar will be good for. Well, this is pretty much Caricature 101, so I'm going to go over the bare bone basis. You know, everything, I break down every feature, how to draw a line for line, talk about relationships between features, how to get a likeness, um, how to exaggerate, um, everything. For, there's a little zombie twist to it, too, because I've been doing zombie caricatures for so long, and it all applies to caricatures in general. Um, as far as like knowing the anatomy, muscles, what the muscles do, why they're there, what, you know, bone structure, because all that needs to be exaggerated underneath the skin. So you have to be aware of what is going on in there, you know. Um, and, pretty, you know, everything from materials that I, that I use to draw, like the live stuff and digital, and also, you know, um, a little bit of tattoo technique, you know, how I'm tattooing these things and applying it to the skin. 
Um, it's interactive, so you do need to bring drawing materials with you. You will be drawing, I'll be critiquing, and I'll be drawing along with you guys. Um, so, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. We'll just be making fun of faces and <laughs> having a good time. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, um, do you have any, any other uh, topics that you think that we should address? I mean, we can probably uh, go into some Jesse Smith. Do you have any funny stories about Jesse Smith? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if there's any I'm allowed to say. <laughs> okay, well, let's not go there then. Uh, but uh, how about some tattoo conventions? Let's, let's end with uh, maybe some other tattoo conventions. You, I, I imagine that you're hitting the Richmond convention because Jesse's uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the partners in it these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so since COVID's been happening, I haven't been to a convention. Since. Of course. So, I mean, yeah. uh, the gathering will be the first event that I've worked since. And then also so, I have Hell City lined up in Ohio, and that is... I think March, May, uh, May twentieth to the twenty second, twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, but let's uh, yeah, let's uh, let's reminisce. Let, let's let's uh, let's hear some of your good convention stories from before the uh, before the lockdown. Oh, some convention stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, a lot of drunken nights and crazy debauchery and uh -oh. artwork okay. tattoos and <laughs> yeah, it's all a blur really. <laughs> nice. What are, what are what are some of the ones? Let's 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 list off some of the places that you've traveled to. Oh man, I mean, Hell City is definitely one of my favorites. I've been to both of those. The other one, Arizona as well, Phoenix. Um, obviously, the Richmond Tattoo Convention, and then you have Hampton Roads and Virginia Beach here in the area in DC. Um, I mean, we've been everywhere. We used to travel up and down the East Coast pretty much full time doing the zombies. Um, so, all the way down to Tattoo La Palooza in Miami to, you know, Texas. I mean, we've been around. Awesome. And uh, have you ever hit Europe? I haven't hit Europe yet. We've, we've been invited out there, but I'll, as caricatures back then, when we were invited out there, it's like I, you don't make enough doing caricatures to cover the cost. Sure. So we couldn't really afford to go. But, I mean, now as far as tattooing, yeah, I would definitely love to get out there. Cool. So if there's any uh, of the international convention promoters out there, uh, you know, after you check out some of the streams from, uh, you know, Paradise, obviously the seminars is another great way to help generate some revenue when you're tra traveling around a little bit. And, um, but yeah, obviously you should be uh, in the world as soon as we open back up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just love the opportunity to be able to give back and, you know, teach and, and help out, you know. It's like the only way this art form is going to get better and bigger is if we learn from each other and push as hard as we can and get it there oh ab absolutely you know uh the second or third uh, i mean it was like the third or fourth you know event that we were running paradise event it was getting very um heavy everyone was always you know every year people were like man this is changing my life or changing my perspective and after like three or four years i'm like how are we going to keep doing like how do we keep producing this experience for people and uh, i did realize before i freaked out too much that um it really is the interaction of people together with each other that you know makes that that energy makes that magic happen again to your point like the inspiration and uh, it'll be fun you know uh i mean you know as i'm sure you've already seen it in action but like the you know when you're teaching or when you're mentoring or even just simply inspiring people you could kind of watch those energies you know ripple out and and, and morph and you know we're doing a lot of these streams there's a lot of uh, drawing groups um you know, you could see somebody pick up something in one of the drawing groups and then two, you know, a week later, they're telling three or four other people, you know, and then two or three weeks later, all of a sudden, you know, there's two different drawing groups where that, where that tip goes out. And, um, you know, it's pretty amazing. So, so watching the influence and, and helping, you know, the right people influence the right people is a, uh, it's really a pleasure to be part of. So I'm really uh, grateful that you're coming up to, to paradise and, 
um, yeah, it's exciting to see your influence on people. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's gonna be a blast. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Sweet. Um, okay, well, let's close up uh, once again for the people that are catching this midstream or have skipped through the beginning because they wanted to get past all of the, the sponsored materials. I'm going to uh, put you full on featured, and then if you let us know, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to um, yeah, I'll get to this screen here so that um, you can just look straight into the camera, let people know the great ways to get in touch with you if they want to get tattooed by you or a caricature from you. Yeah, I'm definitely, if you want to get tattooed or have a character done by me, you can always hit me up on Instagram, Nick Mitchell hates you. Um, you can also go through the website, loosecrewtattoo.com, or call the shop, and that'd probably be the fastest way if you're trying to get tattooed to get in with me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, now uh, just wave into the camera, and uh, there we go, perfect, okay. Okay. So the stream is now done. That was fun. Yeah. I want to stop.